That was a song, Far Away by Tampa Beats. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, welcome in to today's podcast with me. I'll be discussing the book Feed by M.T. Anderson, which was written in 2002, as well as analyzing it through the lens of Marxism. Feed takes place in the near future version of America. Almost everyone has a chip implanted in their brain called a feed that allows the user to communicate electronically with others, look up any information, access limitless hours of free entertainment, and expose them to endless advertisements for products. It's basically like if we had Google on us 24-7, but pop-up ads were blocking every inch of the screen. It'd be so annoying, I couldn't imagine how terrible that'd be, but it's in their brain. And throughout the book, we see like little advertisements pop up between each chapter. And it's just amazing how distracting that would be. But anyways, Titus is a main character, and we are introduced to him and his friends while they are taking a holiday on the moon. And this sounds super cool, but they get bored really easily. And the only thing that really stands out to Titus is a girl they meet on the moon alone. And she's different from everyone else. Her name's Violet, and he's instantly attracted to her and develops a crush because she is super hot, according to him. And Violet also takes a liking to him and continues to hang out with his him and his friends all weekend. They end up going to this dance club because they were getting a little bored and something really terrible happens. This crazy old guy hacks, goes into the middle of the dance floor and just hacks everyone's feet in the vicinity. It's kind of like if we installed a virus on our computers and it totally shut down, but it's a little more serious for them because it's in their brain, it's connected to them. Like, it's pretty serious of a thing to happen. The group of kids is hospitalized and they surprisingly enjoy their time in the hospital together while all their feeds are frozen. They can actually think and talk normally without having to, like, focus on all these pop-ups. All of them seem to recover and life returns to normal. They go to parties, go on holidays, and go shopping a lot. However, Violet got her feet at seven instead of birth because her and her father could not afford one until then. This makes her damage permanent and worsening day by day, but she hides it from Titus for quite a while. They hang out a lot together and go to the mall where she tells Titus that she is trying to make a consumer taste profile for herself. That's so crazy that no company or corporation will be able to advertise to her. She gets some wacky things like a headlamp and just random things that you wouldn't think a normal teen girl would want. So this actually ends up really hurting her in the future. So when she tries to get help from the hospital to fix her feed, they actually deny her because basically she is useless to them. She's a commodity they don't really need. She's an impossible customer to advertise to, and no one can sell her anything. Her condition worsens a lot, and Titus begins to not really have feelings for her anymore because she's just shutting down. She's dying. He abandons her, and she's not attractive because she's covered in lesions, which are these cuts across body caused by pollution from all the corporations. She's covered in so many that it's not even trendy because to other people, the lesions are trendy. 
because the corporations made them seem trendy, even though they're a serious health thing that people should be worried about. But hers are just gross to Titus. Um, basically, his last moments with her are when she's laying in bed completely brain dead. He tells her about herself and whispers to her an ad for the movie version of their life together. A story in which a, quote, normal guy and a, quote, dissonant with a heart of gold learn how to resist the feed. So now we'll get into what Marxism is. Marxist theory focuses on the division of classes in a work of literature, as well as class distinctions in a work of literature. The ideology of capitalism is central to Marxist theory. An ideology is a shared belief unchallenged by a group, but that can be challenged by an individual. Reification is an important aspect of Mar Marxism, and it is when people are turned into things with a certain economic value, and it's very prevalent in feed. Everyone in society is a commodity. A commodity's value is based off of skills or natural-born talents. And now on to a commercial break. Laputa. Sky and Suburb Monthly says there's no other up car like it, and we agree. You'll be more than a little attracted to its powerful T44 Fermion lift with a vertical rise of 50 feet per second. And if you like comfort, quality, and class, the supple upholstery and ergonomically designed dash will... Celebrate fun, celebrate friends. You've just come through something difficult, and this is a time for a table full of love and friendship and exciting entrees you can only find at... In other news, protests continue today against the American annexation of the moon. Several South American countries, including Brazil and Argentina, have submitted requests to join the Global Alliance in response. President Trumbull spoke from the White House. What we have today with the things that are happening in today's society is... Name is Terry Ponk, and I'd like to tell you about upper body strength. Until one crazy day when this cranky old woman and this little sick boy meet a coy dog with a heart of gold, and they all learn an important lesson about love. The NYT called it. Thanks for listening to those commercials, and I hope you were really annoyed because that's just how the commercials are in everyone's head in the book feed. All right, so today we're joined by my brother Joe. Hello. I have a few questions for you, okay? All right. Are you a consumer? Um, I am a consumer. Okay. Do you think that the driving force in our society, or one of the driving forces, is consumerism? And how have you noticed that in your day-to-day -day life? Um, I do believe it is very much a driving force in our society. Um, I get to see it every day. I work in the... Uh, consulting business for residential developments and you know where I see a lot of the commercial sites around these residential developments is, is things such as um, um, storage units and you know I mean, people people have things and they I mean they everyone you know all these all these houses are always selling and, and being bought up and it's you know it's, it's a certain goal that people have is to, to own, a, own a house and own things and, you know, sometimes that drives people to, you know, get up and go to work every day, so. Great answer. 
how prevalent would you say technology and social media is in your life? Um, I would say it's pretty prevalent. I know uh, people my age uh, use it a whole lot more than I do. You know, it's, I mean, it's something I, I still use every day, you know, something I, you know, when, when I have free time, I'm, I'm usually browsing Instagram or Snapchat or something like that. Yeah. Have you noticed ads online that are, like, personal or personalized to you? Like, workout things or anything specific to you? Um, it's, it's always related to what I recently, you know, searched on Google or anything, you know, it's, mm-hmm. even if it's a work thing, like I get a lot of ads for, you know, the, the housing corporations that we work for, um, so, mm. things like that, you know, you could, you know, search for, you know, a certain backpack or something, you know, my, my ads will be geared towards those, or, you know, if I, Google a pair of shoes, then, then my ads on my Instagram feed are, are related to those pairs of shoes. Do you think it's an invasion of privacy? Um, I don't, I actually don't think so. You know, I mean, it's, I can, I can understand how people would think that, um, but, you know, if I'm already, you know, searching for, you know, something and showing interest in that, like, I think it's fair enough that corporations will, you know, provide me that the ability to look those those things up or get information about that can, you know, attempt to influence me either purchasing those items. All right. And finally, would you be comfortable with having technology implanted into your brain, even if it made life easier, like Google in your brain with a bunch of pop-up ads and... Stuff. If I had the chance to be Iron Man, would I? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm, I mean, it obviously depends on the, on the technology itself, but, um, you know, as long as, as you know, you're the person in control of it, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, like 3D prosthetics and all that. I, I know, you know, I, I have friends who work in that industry, and I, I have friends who use prosthetics and you know it helps better their lives okay that's all for from me today thanks for joining me and see you later thanks for having me see you around yep bye right, so as we can see from joe's interview um not everyone has the same opinion some people would love to have something like the feed implanted in their brain and i mean that's fine but obviously, Feed as a book is a warning against the advancements of technology and how they can create divisions in our society. So, although it sounds great in theory, it will cause a lot of problems. And this book is like a warning to relying on technology too much. So, this is a quote from pulled directly from feed and it's an example of how much people rely on technology in society in this society in the book 
I don't know when they first had feet, like maybe 50 or 100 years ago. Before that, they had to use their hands in their eyes. Computers were all outside the body. They carried them around outside of them, in their hands, like if you carried your lungs in a briefcase and opened it to breathe. People were really excited when they first came out with feeds. It was all da-da-da-da-da, this big. So the speaker in this quote is Titus, and he's talking about feeds and how they're a part of everybody now. And basically he's saying before feeds, people were worse off. This quote is obviously from the perspective of Titus, who is kind of in the higher class, and he has a very closed-off perspective on the matter, because if you would have asked Violet what she thought about the feed, she would not have said it was a necessity just like her lungs. It actually ended up killing her. At a party, one of Titus's friends was showing off her huge, gigantic lesion, and Violet got so angry. A quote from the book is, Violet was screaming, look at us, you don't hate the feed, you are the feed, you are the feed, you're being eaten, you're raised for food, look at what you've made yourselves. She pointed out Quindy and went, she's a monster, a monster. This quote reveals Violet's thought on the current state of the world and the feed. She realizes how the feed is making everyone into commodity. She says, you are the feed, you're being eaten, you're raised for food. She's saying that the people who are gullible to the feeds tactics of advertisement and commercialism are are being used. They're commodities of society. They're commodities of the big corporations. Everyone in society is raised to buy stuff. They're raised for food. And they've all made themselves that way. They've all chosen to be that way. And Violet's trying to point out their atrocity. She's calling them monsters. And she's not wrong. In this passage, Violet's basically calling out the disgustingness of consumerism in the society. And a source I found is overall shares the same views as Violet and is very cynical of consumerism. It states how... Consumerism interferes with the workings of society by replacing the normal common sense desire for an adequate supply of life's necessities, community life, a stable family, and healthy relationships with an artificial, ongoing, and insatiable quest for things and the money to buy them, with little regard for the true utility of what is bought. What we're getting at here is that people in the act of consuming, are turning themselves into commodities to be used by corporations. The book that stood out for me that relates to Marxism and is obviously pointing out the flaws within society about capitalism is a part when Titus finally gets to visit Violet's house. She hasn't let him do this before, and the quote is... Her neighborhood was down a long drop tube. I kept on going down and down through all these different suburbs called Fox Glen and Calabee Farm Estates and Waterview Park until I hit the bottom of the tube where it was called Creeble Heights. Creeble Heights was all one big area. Instead of each yard having its own bubble with its own sun and seasons, they must have had just one sun for the whole place. 
All the houses were really old and flat. The streets were blue and cracked, and they were streaked. I mean, like, when things went on the ground. The sun was up, and you could see the sky was peeling. So as we can see from Titus' description of the neighborhood, the lower class is being severely marginalized in society. They're literally placed below everyone else. In an article by Janie Bashma in the National Journal, Obama expresses his, his concerns about class segregation in modern-day America, and it's actually a lot like what is represented in Feed. He says how segregation is turning into segregation of classes instead of segregation of race. It damages the economy, and it prevents those in the lowest incomes from ever having hope of moving up. It doesn't provide solutions, but it points out the widening gap between classes in America. And in feed, the upper class literally lives on top of the lower class. And there's no way for them to get out of that ever because they can't buy stuff. They have no money. That means they have no use. Titus looking at Violet's neighborhood for the first time is also an example of symbolic interna interactional. Titus, Titus looking at Violet's neighborhood for the first time is also an example of symbolic interactionalism. And it's really prominent in today's society and it's clearly mirrored over in the book. It means to rely on symbolic meaning that people develop and build upon in the process of social interaction. In the source I found, it uses several examples to further explain the theory. For example, teenage smoking habits. When they see that it's a teen smoking, they think of it being cool, not of it being harmful. And that's a symbolic part. Um, and I would say that Titus, when he's viewing Violet's neighborhood, it's an example of symbolic interactionalism because when he views her neighborhood, he sees her being poor and the symbols representing her poorness mean that he is above her and he's literally above her in the neighborhood. The final quote I'm going to analyze is about Violet's little experiment in trying to get the corporation confused on what she wants to buy. What I've been doing over the feed for the last two days is trying to create a customer profile that's so screwed, no one can market to it. I'm not going to let them catalog me. I'm going to become invisible. This experiment Violet pulls ends up really hurting her in the end because FeedTech, her little feed corporation that is the company that made her feed, sends her back this response when she asks for money to help fix herself. We're sorry, Violet Dern. Unfortunately, FeedTech and other investors reviewed your purchasing history, and we don't feel that you would be a reliable investment at this time. No one could get what we call a handle on your shopping habits. Like, for example, you asking for information about all those wow and brag products and then never buying anything. We have to inform you that our corporate investors were like, 
What's doing with this? Sorry, I'm afraid you'll just have to work with your feed the way it is. This last quote pretty much sums up everything wrong with the society and feed and still our society today. When people are turned into things with a certain economic value, they're commodified. You are not an individual anymore. And that's the case for Violet. She wasn't an individual until she had a clear-cut use for the corporations, until she could make the money. And when she couldn't make the money, she was nothing. She had no purpose, and she they didn't need her, so might as well just get rid of her. And that's why there's such a class divide between the upper class and the lower class. Violet had an economic disadvantage to the whole book. She didn't have as much money, and she was raised in a house where her parents didn't have a feed, so she was actually educated with real-life material, not just Google in her brain. And this was basically her downfall. Being an individual was her downfall. Everyone else in society who was a success was a commodity. The class distinctions between Violet and Titus make it impossible for their relationship to ever become something, and it holds Titus back from ever really valuing her relationship with him. And by the end of the book, when she's completely lost all humanity in his eyes, he just can't even look at her. And that's just how the book ends, and it's a bitter ending because class divides are not a pretty thing. And the book does a great job of illustrating that. I hope you'd enjoyed my podcast and thanks for tuning in.